Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by CatholicSingles.com is ringing in the new year with savings for singles. You can save 20% by using the promo code BREADBOX when you register for a new account. Come meet other faithful Catholics and make 2020 a year to remember. Welcome to the John 3.30 Podcast. He must increase, I must decrease, is a message John 3.30 invites us to live. Incorporating this into our everyday lives can be a challenge. What keeps your fire burning? We have many wonderful ways to stay close to our faith, whether it be the Mass, spiritual readings, prayer, adoration, or the Rosary. This is Catholic Faith Life, and here's our host, Jason Nunez. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the John 330 Podcast. This is your host, Jason Nunez, and welcome to episode number 95. Number 95. We are five episodes away from episode 100. What's going to happen? I, I, I have a plan. I know what it is, and the plan is set. What that plan is, you don't know yet, but you'll find out. So come back each and every episode, and once we get to 99 I'll, I'll start to clue you in a little bit, not a lot, but I'll start to drop a breadcrumb or two to kind of get you coming back. But um, enough about that. For now, episode 95, I have a special guest that I'm very excited about. I'm very excited to speak with someone I want to speak with for uh, some time now. And I'm um, very, very happy that she's here. And we, before we do get to our guest, we're going to begin this episode the way we begin all of them. And that is in prayer. Uh, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, meek and humble of heart, hear me. From the desire of being esteemed, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being loved, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being extolled, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being honored, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being praised, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being preferred to others, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being uh, consulted, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being approved, (coughs) deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being humiliated, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being despised, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of suffering rebukes, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being calumniated, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being forgotten, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being ridiculed, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being wronged, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being suspected, deliver me, Jesus. That others may be loved, more than I. Jesus grants me the grace to desire it. That others may be esteemed more than I. Jesus grants me the grace to desire it. That 
in the opinion of the world, others may increase, and I may decrease. Jesus grants me the grace to desire it. That others may be chosen, and I set aside. Jesus grants me the grace to desire it. That others may be praised, and I go unnoticed. Jesus grants me the grace to desire it. That others may be preferred to me in everything. Jesus grants me the grace to desire it. That others may become as that others may become holier than I, provided that I may become as holy as I should. Jesus grants me the grace to desire it. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay. Uh, without further ado, we're going to get to our guest for episode number 95 of the John 330 podcast. Uh, please join me in welcoming Laura Ortiz. Hey, Laura, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Not nervous at all, right? <laughs> just a tad. <laughs> it, it's, it's always good to acknowledge it up front. That way it's out of the way and you can just go forward from there. Yes, we'll name it. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Indeed. So if you can do me a favor and share with us a little bit about yourself, please. So that's a difficult question because there's so many parts of me, <laughs> but um, I am a mother of four beautiful children. That's mm -hmm. my uh, primary vocation. Um, they are five, eight, 11, and 15. So I've got a, a, a lot of kids there. Um, I work in Catholic schools yes. um, and I am a graduate student at the University of Notre Dame working on my master's degree to become a Catholic school leader. A Catholic school leader. Yes. Wow. Excellent. All righty. So taking a step back and looking at the big picture here, um, your mother, you work full time, you go to school. Uh, to say that you have a lot of plates spinning all at the same time is uh, certainly an understatement. Uh, yet, you know, me, who's, who's, I'm comfortable in saying that I've, I've, I've known you for a little while now. Um, you, you manage to keep those plates spinning. You know, we're all human, but those plates spin. And you're, a lot of your world, if you will, happens to be within the scope of the Catholic Church. You're, you're a graduate student, you work in Catholic schools. Uh, what is it about our Catholic faith? How do you keep your fire burning for it? Um, even through homework and papers and work and the volume of work you have. Um, what is it about our faith that just keeps you coming back? Well, over the years, throughout every season of my life, I've come to learn more about my faith and um, and understand that my faith journey is, it, well, that's what it is, it's a journey. Mm -hmm. And my understanding of faith my connection with God, with myself, with those that I that are that are around me, it's constantly changing. Um, and as I gain understanding through every season, through every struggle, through every new endeavor, um, my faith grows. And so it, it that is the the constant pull. Um, it's that that I am connected, and my faith feeds me and it guides me and it leads me. Um, and it's always growing. Um, anyone who knows me knows that I, I love learning. I love ideas. I'm by nature a thinker, probably an overthinker if you'd like to say that. <laughs> um, 
And so being able to reflect on my faith and see how it's changed um, and how it's helped me grow, um, it, it makes me feel so connected and blessed. And, and that's, that's what keeps me um, interested. It keeps me connected and uh, it keeps me just wanting more. Keeps you just wanting more. It's interesting as a as a part of your response. It's I in my mind I kind of broke out in song because there's a there, there's a a song that's in our gather hymn and it talks about like feed me guide me Lord and like it's like feed me mm-hmm. guide me and I think it's like send me Lord yes and I, I I've really never think about that song but we, you saying it that's like the first thing that popped into my mind right there yes well and my my psalm um here I am Lord Psalm 40 uh, yep. I come to do your will mm-hmm. um I mean there's many there's many verses and psalms and sayings that always come to mind but uh definitely I I'm here to do his will <laughs> you're here to do his will excellent it's um here to do his will how how what can you talk to me a little bit more about that and about how you how you determine or what when you say i'm here to do his will how can you understand like what what is it about about your discernment process where you can kind of go okay this is his will this is his will for me um can you talk to us a little bit about that? So, at the point of life that I'm at, mm-hmm. it's been through a lot of reflection. Sure. Um, and acknowledging that God has guided my steps to lead me to this time of life that I've been able to reflect on how my whole journey has brought me where, I'm, where I am. Uh-huh. Um, that I can actually see the steps that he's uh, led me down. Right. I can't always say that I knew what his plan was for me, and I still don't know what it is. Um, but when I say that I'm, you know, I come to do your will, I, I can say that now with confidence, knowing that it is just being willing to have the next step come, trusting that God has it. Um, because I can look back and say that that he's never let me down, you know, um, and that through every every step, there's been a grace that's been given to me mm-hmm. to help help me understand, to help me learn. Um, and and so so I, I I do I'm here to do his will. And um, yeah, excellent. So. I'm a little bit curious about um, your graduate studies and just I'm a little curious about um, the overall experience as a graduate student. Can you share with us a little bit about your experiences as a, as a graduate student, um, just the, the overall experience as a whole? Well, I've been very blessed um, that my graduate studies are very much tied to my ministry in Catholic schools. So I moved to San Antonio eight years ago, um, and having been um, in the public school system as a teacher and an interventionist, um, and growing up really in in schools, period, because my mother was a teacher for 37 years, Mm. um, I, 
I came to San Antonio and was very blessed to be able to what I consider like come home. And that is to a place of learning where faith lies, um, where where that is the root of everything that is said and done. It's I, I still remember the first time I started a year in Catholic schools and it was the most beautiful experience because we began the year in prayer. <laughs> it, it was something that I had never done before. I had never experienced that as a faculty, you come together in prayer. And, and it touched me, and I, I did recognize at the time that I came home. Um, and so I've been blessed to be able to work as a teacher and move roles within our system in Catholic schools to learn more about it and being given the opportunity to go back to school and learn about how to be a leader within a Catholic system um, where everything is framed in faith and and you recognize that your spiritual formation is just as important as your academic and professional formation. It's been a profound experience that I, I don't know how many people are able to say that they get that. Um, and so it's it's been... Obviously, going to graduate school is always going to be a challenge because it is more work. Right. Um, there's a lot of, of deadlines and, and additional things to consider. There's a lot of reading. and um, But it has been so wonderful to connect to other people who have the same belief system, mm. who are driven and passionate about what they do, right. um, and who really are part of the mission, the mission of, of, you know, living out to serve. So if, if I'm not mistaken, you used to be a, um, a teacher at a Catholic school, correct? Yes. Did, did you experience in that, in that type of a setting, um, kind of formulate and kind of, kind of nudge you in the direction you're going now? Absolutely. Um, as when I first started in, in education, I actually started uh, teaching high school. Oh, okay. When I moved to San Antonio, uh, for various reasons, mainly because my kids were very young, I chose to take a, 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 the role of a teaching assistant so that I had time to spend with my kids who were one, four, and seven at the time. Um, and so I was an assistant in a pre-K classroom and I had the best mentor, um, but more than anything, I got to get to know um, all these little little people um, <laughs> and understand the power of developing relationships and getting to know students um, and just getting to know people in general because I went from a high school student whose personality is pretty much solidified, right. but being able to go back to the root and see them when they still are not quite, um, you know, they're still developing, but still be able to see that personality. <laughs> um, and so it, it very much connected me and helped me learn the power of relationship. Um, and learn so much about social emotional development and how we can relate to our students. Um, that experience in the classroom really 
inspired me. I did a lot of research about development and that helped empower me to become more of a leader and a catalyst for change to help develop the systems that we had. Mm -hmm. Um, And God has taken care of me every step of the way because as I continue to learn and grow, the next step in that journey of development for me professionally has, has just like God has laid it out for me. So my time in the classroom was instrumental in getting to even be, even consider going to graduate school and becoming a school leader. So. Gotcha, gotcha. So it's it's um it's kind of interesting because <laughs> so you've been um you've been in San Antonio for eight years now, and my family and I have been San Antonio for probably around that same time. Um, I, I have a question for you, and I'm, I'm formulating it in my mind right now. So, um, the reason how you kind of how our paths crossed was because you you attended a retreat um, that my wife happened to attend, and ever since that weekend. Uh, you, my wife, and a, a third person have have managed to keep. Um, I think you guys are batting a thousand. I could be wrong. Some of the months in the past couple of years have been kind of fuzzy for me, to be quite honest with you. But you guys are extremely consistent on on meeting at least once a month, and and it's 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 gone beyond that. It's gone into. Hey, we're going to take a trip together. And the the benefit that I know that my wife has gotten from that um and in turn has benefit my family has really is really it's off it's off the charts. Um how what is it about these outings that just it just helps is it just a matter of okay we just need a break so we have our time to kind of be together and just kind of be there's no there's no kids there's no one else it's just just hanging out you know with like-minded people almost like your your, your colleagues at, at your grad school you mentioned all having the same mission the same aim you know it's almost a similar kind of situation here um what kind of benefits have you received from that? Where do I start? <laughs> um, you know, that was one of those God moments. The ability to attend a retreat eight years ago. I think it was it was eight years ago. It was the year that, that I moved. Mm-hmm. Um, and that relationship that I built that my time at that retreat came at an important time in my life um, because I had never, I had never found women to relate with um, that necessarily always had, or that had the same um, experience. after After that experience, together we just we connected 
And that those relationships were so important to help me grow. Um, they have seen me through so much over the last eight years. You know, having I had I had a baby after that. Well, that's um, right. That's right. So they saw they saw a, a new birth um, of of one of my children. Um, they were with me um, with as I experienced a divorce. Um, they were my strength. They were my sisters, and they were really my first true friends that can say that they see me, they know me. Um, it, it's, it was a beautiful thing. It's definitely a godsend. Um, and it's, it's something that I guess I have to describe. I can describe it with um, this thing that I, I, heard, I read in a newsletter from my school. Uh, from one of my instructors, Cole Knipple. And he was talking about belonging. Mm -hmm. And it really touched me when I read this newsletter. Mind you, this is for my graduate program, um, talking about organizational leadership, but it's very much connected to just life. Um, They talk about how, at the time when Jesus was, you know, had come, that the, the leaders that be, the Pharisees at the time, they had this hierarchy, right? Where you, it was, you know, step one was behave, then step two was believe, and step three was belong. Um, you you behave the way that, that we want you to, and you believe in the same things that, that we believe in, and then mm. you can belong to our community. Mm. Um, and it, he went on to say that, that God challenged that um, in, in this upside down love that Jesus had, he took those things and basically transformed them. And so you still had all the same components, except his first step was to belong. Gotcha. If he brought everyone to him and he helped them feel that sense of belonging, because once they belonged, once they felt connected, then they he encouraged them to believe in him mm. that, that belonging fostered the belief in him and then after they had they felt connected and they had that belief in him and they trusted him and they found that belief in themselves which led to change i say that because my sisters my ax sisters and my they they helped create that belonging they help me feel connected to my church, to my faith, to myself. Right. That was what brought me in um, and really solidified that belonging and helped foster the belief that I had in my faith, that, that belief in God and the belief in myself that in the process after that, I made transformational change personally. Um, mm. And that did include making change that I never, ever thought that I would. It was the belonging to, to my faith, to my friends, to my church. Um, and, and, but again, having it in that order, you right. know, where you needed, I needed that, that connection. I, and he sent me my sisters for that very reason. Um, so that experience, I... I it was it was life-changing 
So it's, it's, it's because of these outings that I've learned an interesting fact about you that I, I want to talk about just for a couple of minutes if I can. Talk to me about steak. <laughs> and what is it about steak that it's, it's not, I'm, I'm going to tell you, whenever, whenever my wife comes home from your guys' outings, you know, I, you know, I ask, whenever I ask a question, it's because I'm interested. Um, I'm not being nosy. I'm not trying to. There's no other intention except for the fact that I'm, I'm interested. You know, hey, you weren't here. How did you spend your time? Did you have fun? What'd you guys eat? And normally, there's, there's a great deal of protein in that answer. <laughs> I think that they've given you're, up you're... On, on choosing any other kind of meal. <laughs> all that I can say is that I'm carnivorous. <laughs> um, and they, they're very kind in, in letting me indulge, um, given that, that for a very long time, these outings were the only connection to the outside world and the only indulgence that I had because I had... A house full of little kids, so I didn't get out much. Sure. Um, <laughs> so I think that they humored me in in really letting me enjoy one of these things that that just brings me joy, and that is is steak. I. I why do you think it is though? Like, what is it about steak? Like, why? Why? I don't know. I guess I was a really picky eater when I was growing up, and believe so, me, I'm not mad at it. You know, I, <laughs> I, I I I love steak myself, right? So I'm I'm just curious. Yeah, it's, it, I just grew up a steak and potato kind of girl. And um, and again, these are not always things that I, I get to do, given that we're always on a budget and there's a lot of mouths to feed. So going to steakhouses is not it's not the typical thing to right. do. So not the norm. Um, so, yeah, I think that they were just they loved me enough and they continue to love me enough <laughs> to let me choose where we where we uh hold our monthly gatherings <laughs> so with with these monthly gatherings you guys have where would you say is the best steak you've had i love going to longhorn steakhouse and having a big ribeye with a seven pepper crust that is that's our our, our usual um but for special occasions we will go to brazilian steakhouses so that there's endless meat coming to endless, your table yes, yes. endless so um, the world wants to know, Laura, how, how do you take your steak? Medium. Medium. Yes. And tip, if you go to Longhorn Steakhouse, you order your steak with extra love. The love is that, um, it's like a lemon butter that they put on top that helps make the drippings at the uh. bottom of the steak. So whenever you have a steak, ask for it with extra love. So they'll the, they'll they'll know what you mean when yes, when will. you say that. Mm -hmm. Wow, there you go. So not only are we learning how Laura keeps her fire burning for our Catholic faith, but you're also getting some pro tips there for going to Longhorn Steakhouse. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That's awesome. So um, switching gears here, thank you for indulging me in that because that's that's really always that's a question I've always wanted to ask you. So I figure why not ask you then when I have a microphone in front of you, you know? So. Sorry, kind of taking advantage of the situation, but that's just kind of how it works. Um, so uh, we've, we've talked about this in the past, but I think it's something that's good to talk about uh, for the podcast itself. So we, we were all kind of involved in a, a conversation with, with uh, 
a mutual friend. And this conversation kind of led to, to advice being given. And me in a crowd, I typically don't say a lot. Um, leave it to me to be a host of a, a weekly podcast. But yet when I'm in the crowd, I don't say a lot, right? Um, that's because I like to listen. I really like to listen to people speak. And I like to listen to what other people have to say. And when, when, when we were all in this, in this conversation and the conversation moved to um, advice being given, you know, it occurred to me, I was like, man, Laura would make an awesome spiritual director. And it's, I know we've kind of talked about this in the past, but um, I just, I, I want to go down this road with you again. Is, is that, is that something you've ever considered or thought of or ever even, even thought, hey, you know what, maybe that's something I might pursue, whether it be now or down the road? Well, I guess I would say that I'd never considered it. Um, I guess I can honestly also say that, that the idea of directing people um, on their spiritual formation while walking alongside them, like to me, the, the title of director, <laughs> um, it's a little bit intimidating. And I, I definitely, um, I, it's, it's hard to feel worthy enough to be able to do that. Journeying with someone is, is, is one thing, but, and, and I know that that's what a spiritual director does, but the, the title just makes it a little bit, uh, <laughs> intimidating but okay. i i very much enjoy um helping people reflect mm. um i have found it to be quite powerful in my own life mm -hmm. and as uh an instructional coach basically as, as i'm i'm working on developing my coaching skills in the education system mm -hmm. uh and so through questioning and it's the way you have conversations with people, helping guide them toward finding their own answers. Right. Um, it's very important for learning. Being told what to think and do is not the same as coming to that on your own. Sure. Um, and that can very much be directed, uh, but I, I very, I like walking with people in their journey, their journey of faith, their journey of learning. Um, and, and, and like I said, encouraging reflection at all, at, at all times, in times where things are working, in times where things aren't, um, utilizing every experience to be able to help, um, help learn, help you learn more about yourself. Um, I'm, I think God has, has put me in different situations that are leading me toward more people than I ever thought that I would be. Um, because I, by nature, feel like I'm very introverted. Mm -hmm. um, and it used to work for me because I would always just stay in my one little classroom and and my whole world was the, you know, 18 or 19 kids that were were in front of me mm -hmm. and that was my world and it was wonderful um but but some for some reason god has has guided me to to get to know more people and to be in situations where i'm able to talk and and lead and guide and question um 
others to think about things. So so he, he has a plan for me. I don't know what that involves, um, but who knows? Maybe I'll be a, a spiritual director someday. There you go. And you could always think of it as being a spiritual companion. Mm-hmm. That way that, that, you know, director, if there's a little, you know, in, in your mind that doesn't sound quite right to say I'm directing, mm-hmm. but if, you know, you're a spiritual companion with someone, you know, you're, it fits the bill. Mm-hmm. You're on the journey with them because that's essentially what you'd be, what, what, what would be happening there, be on the journey. And, you know, speaking about being on a journey with someone, um, I just, I, before we get to our parting questions, uh, I want to take a moment to, to, to kind of acknowledge and thank you for stepping up in, in a big way uh, this year uh, for us and um, going on a journey with, uh, with, with, with someone. And um, as, a part of the, as a part of the RCIA group, uh, we, we, were, we were in need of a sponsor. And um, uh, my wife, in her infinite wisdom, um, she said, I'm, I'm going to ask Laura. So she sent you a text, and you said yes. And once, once I got to know more about who you were sponsoring, I was like, wow, that is such a good fit. Knowing who you are and knowing uh, your background, you know, used to be a teacher, you know, I was like, wow, that, that, that just fits so well. You know, it's one of those, it's one of those Holy Spirit moments where it's like, you know, my wife is just more likely thinking, who do I know that could possibly do this? I know I'm going to ask the mother of four that's going to graduate school and working. <laughs> Let me ask her <laughs> and, and you and your, your, you know, your willingness to help stepped up and it's being a part of RCIA is it's, 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 it's a commitment. It really is. And, um, we're, we are really happy that you said yes. Well, and I have a little story to, to say about that because, because really the blessing is all mine. Um, so that phone call came at the most perfect time as as we all like as life goes on we find ourselves in different in different situations in different times in our life where feelings and and everything changes circumstance changes feelings change and it's this constant like ebb and flow Mm -hmm. um and in one of my classes which is focusing on on spiritual formation we are able to to try all these different forms of prayer as i connected it personally or professionally to what i do with early childhood and this notion because in early childhood play um playing and and novelty is what creates flex uh, cognitive flexibility right the ability to adapt to change and to try new things um, that class helped me look at prayer the same way to where you develop a spiritual flexibility that helps you adapt and change and try new things based on what you feel. Because faith, it's, it's always changing. Your feelings are always changing. And it helped me recognize um, and, and try new things knowing that as my feelings changed, as... I could try new things to help reinvigorate my faith. So I say that I'm blessed that this phone call, you know, happened Mm -hmm. because as I was 
in the midst of chaos of life with kids and work and graduate studies, um, it was really overwhelming. And, and it did, the, the, constant, um, the constant go, 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 it left me feeling not as filled. Um, and, and, and I prayed about it. And I recognized that the same things that I was doing with my faith, for my faith, needed I needed to adapt to change to my new circumstances. Mm-hmm. So being able to go to the Blessed Sacrament wasn't going to work the same way or praying. Like it, I needed to try new things right. um, and, and let God guide me. Um, and so as I kind of was like throwing my hands up in the air saying, God, I... I need something. I need something to fill me. Um, like the Axe Retreat, the invitation to the Axe Retreat eight years ago, mm-hmm. this was the call that brought me back to belonging. That mm-hmm. that helped. I get it. That helped, that God was telling me, you need to reconnect. You know, right. you're doing all these things which are wonderful, um, but you need to let your community fill you now. You need, and you need to, this is how you're going to find that fulfillment. Um, and so, so really being a part of the RCIA, um, it's done more for me, I think, than, than anything that I could ever do. Um, and it's, it's, it's given, it's filled my heart and, and helped me connect with people. Um, so it's been such a blessing and, and most definitely it's, it's, brought me back to the, the the community that I need to help consistently fuel that that belief and that that need to change with my circumstances to 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 continuously grow um so it's God always where, where God guides he provides and and it's just been it's been a, an amazing experience um and I'm really grateful that I've you know that I have found new friends and and a new passion and connection with the with my church again so it it reminds me of a saying that i that i use quite often to myself uh it says god does not god does not call the equipped he equips the called mm-hmm. you know so it's that's excellent so once again thank you for saying yes and thank you for joining uh joining us on this on this on this journey that we're on this year. So thank you so much for that. Thank you. We are going to get to our parting questions. So I ask all of my guests these questions just to kind of get to know a little bit more about you. Um, so the first question is, if you could have a superpower, what would it be and why? I think that I'd be an empath. I feel like I would love to know what others are feeling mm-hmm. because it would help me um, be able to respond, to know how to respond, to know how to guide mm-hmm. or direct or help. Um, so I think that I would definitely be, I'd be an empath. I'm, I'm going to call it right now, just based on that response. <laughs> you will be a spiritual director at some point in your life. <laughs> Just based on that response right there. So, um, who is your favorite saint? There, there are um, several saints that I connect with for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, being a teacher of pre-K students who are four or five years old, I am in a Catholic school setting. I loved teaching them about the saints and we would always, you know, stick to some of the more common, not common, but more familiar saints, St. Nicholas, St. Patrick, um, and, and St. Francis of Assisi. And I love them because of the, the, the ability to, to express things, um, like St. Patrick's prayer, you know, Christ be before me, Christ be behind me. It, it is such a beautiful prayer. Um, St. Francis of Assisi with the Canticle of the Sun and his his connection to crea- creation. Right. Um, and animals, right? Yes. yes. Uh, so I I love those saints because of, of um, my connection and the way I think of them when I was a teacher. And, and now, um, like, Mother Teresa is, she's one of the, yeah, she was such... She was such a powerhouse, but in all the the ways that you wouldn't think, you know, she right. was able to make such great change um, with just love and compassion. Yep. And and so I definitely um, I hope to be able to someday have that same, you know, ability to inspire. Well, I mean, obviously not. I, I can't reach that, but but we're always called to be saints. Um, we are. And so she's a great model of, of that. So. Excellent. So St. Patrick, St. Francis of Assisi, and Mother Teresa of Calcutta, pray for us. Pray for us. Where is the coolest Catholic place you've ever been? I have to say, um, after the summer that I spent at Notre Dame, that their basilica, it was beautiful and being able to go to mass there on Sundays um, was the greatest experience being in the the church alone was just overwhelming I remember the first mass that we were there I was like fighting back tears because (laughs) it's it's just so beautifully done Um, but more than that as you walk around and see they actually have a relic room which was so impressive to me where they have a first class relics of every saint of in the whole year so if there's a saint for every the feast day of every saint of the year has a first class relic in that relic room and it's one of only a handful in the world um so it was it was such an amazing place and more than that also the priests that were there the holy cross priests that that would give their homilies every sunday or at every mass because we would go to mass at least three or four times a week um you left feeling so filled they had a way with with words that just it touched your heart Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. that going to, to mass there was was an amazing experience were there any relics in that room that really stood out to you um, I, I honestly, like, it was just the whole room. As I, I wasn't able to really go because they're, they're, they're kind of small, but just right. the, just the collect, the collective mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or the collection in total, like it, it was just amazing. Excellent. It, I, I can imagine probably something like that. Um, when you walk in the Basilica, 
Is it a situation where when you walk in, you feel the faith? You can physically feel it? Just by being there? It, it is. Um, definitely because it's ornate. And, but you just, you do have the, the feeling of holiness, like you're walking into holy ground. Right, right. But to be honest with you, that's only half of it. Uh-huh. Because being there and have, it was the response of the community that was there that made that experience, like it, it took that to a whole new level. You came in and you, you were the church. Mm-hmm. The crowd, the, the, the crowd, the, the, everyone in, in the church responded with such fervor. It was just this boom of response. It, you were part of the church. So right. it was beautiful, but a lot of that beauty came from being being a part of it. It was like you became a part of it. You weren't just in the space. You were the space. You were the space. Excellent. Um, and so that that's what made it so impactful. Wow. That's super cool. Um, if you could describe how you live your faith with a hashtag, what would the hashtag be? <clears throat> that's a good question. Um, I don't know. Let me see. Yeah, I guess if, would it be like hashtag one day at a time? Um, I have a lot of like little sayings, you know, but they're too long for a hashtag. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know. Some people are ironic and they just make extremely long hashtags. So you could do that if you want. <laughs> there's, I don't um, think there's really a clear-cut rule on hashtags aside from like special symbols, that okay. kind of stuff. So I would still say, I guess, I guess just to keep it simple, I would say one day at a time. You know, I, I, I've always been, um, as I was studying to become a catechist, uh, our instructor, Carol White, we, we had this conversation about the Our Father Mm-hmm. And this, you know, give us this day our daily bread. Um, and how that's symbolic of the manna that God said, you know, only collect for the day. That was his instruction. Um, it's, it's a lesson that I have yet to really, uh, like, fully commit to, being <laughs> able to just worry about today. Right, um, right. But... But I, I feel like that is what God calls us to do. And so I'm getting better at taking it one day at a time. So. Excellent. Lastly, uh, what message do you have for our listeners? I would just, um, I would, I would say to... to continuously look at yourself, reflect, um, and try new things. Um, I think that a lot of times, or sometimes, the notion that being a person of faith, you know, connects you to rules, um, it's so important 
to understand the why. Mm-hmm. Why do you feel that? Why do you think that? Why do you believe that? Sometimes you're faced with the what nots, the why nots. Why shouldn't you do that? Why you can't do this? Um, and it takes away from understanding. So just constantly seek to learn, to learn about others, to learn about yourself, to understand what you believe so that you get to know why. Because that will draw you. That will draw you in to the faith. Mm -hmm. If you see why, why is it important to go to Mass? Not just because you're obligated. Why do we go to confession? So that you can reconcile, not as, you know, to be absolved. Um, I mean, there's so many things, but beginning to understand why. So just consistently be reflecting and and try new things in faith also. Don't be afraid mm. to practice one, you know, spiritual spiritually filling thing like the rosary or the visiting the blessed sacrament and recognizing that there are a lot of different ways to pray there are a lot of different ways to connect and belong to your community um and it's in trying new things within your community of faith that you that you will will find what works and that's going to change as you change too so just recognizing you're constantly changing um so excellent Thanks so much for that. I greatly appreciate that. Excellently put. Well, Laura, I want to thank you for taking time out of your evening and sharing with us how you keep your fire burning for our Catholic faith. And uh, I also want to, I also want to thank you because really, it's um, you. You mentioned uh, reflect a couple of different times during our episode, so um, it's something that that I did kind of in preparing for the episode of. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to Laura. What, what am I gonna talk to her about? So I, I kind of had my own little reflection period on, on Laura. And, um, um, you know, your family has been there for my family. And that, that goes uh, you, your children, even your parents, you know, and, and your sister. So um, I definitely want to thank you and your family for that. Um, you've been there for my wife, um, which, what you've shared about, about your monthly outings. Um, I'm confident in saying that my wife can can echo what you're saying as far as what she's received from that and um with with what we have um in in front of us and for those listening to me we wondering what that means stay tuned you'll find out um those monthly outings really really mean a lot and um just cuz of what we have in front of it doesn't mean they're going to stop right. so um Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for for the blessing of of just being you. Um, your story is it's inspired me over and over again. Um, and your your courage and bravery, your faith, it is a true it is a true inspiration. Um, and seeing you and Jeannie, it's. You all have helped me grow and, and watching you and, and being with you through this, it's, it's been, it, 
there are no words. So I love you guys and and thank you. And and um, I always say the the hand of God will never guide you where the grace of God will not protect you. So as everything comes, um, and you've been a prime example of that, you know, God guides and, and he provides. So thanks, thanks for being with me through all this. Indeed, well, we definitely love you too. And um, uh, thank you once again. It's, uh, you know, the kind words you say about me, you know, I, I appreciate them, but it's, it's all because of the grace of God, you know, so. Alrighty, that's going to go ahead and do it for this week's episode of the John 330 podcast. Before I wrap this up, um, I want to thank I, was, um, I want to thank our executive producers for this week's episode. Uh, that would be Dr. Jeff Fista, Mr. Christopher Lehman, the 2019 Men's Axe Team, my brother Joe Nunez, and the anonymous donor who gave us a generous donation uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we're making some upgrades to our overall setup, and... Um, some of those items have been purchased. Some of them are on their way as we speak. And within the coming weeks, I will be um, working towards kind of upgrading where I'll be operating from. Um, we can call it a permanent space for now. Um, it's still going to be in my home, but it's not going to be in my living room. Um, we're moving some things around and... Um, Let's just say that I'm looking forward to this new setup because I really, really am. And it's because of the donations I've been given that has made it possible. So if you like what you hear, um, please know that I, it is not my intent to monetize from this at all. Um, anytime I receive a donation, put it right back into the podcast, whether it's by upgrading equipment, my overall setup, so that way the sound quality is better, so that way it's easier to kind of operate and edit and uh, even to pay for the monthly distribution of the episodes. There is a monthly cost to have them distributed to iTunes and to Spotify and to everywhere else. So whenever I receive a donation, it first and foremost goes towards that. And uh, once that's covered, then I work towards building up a fund to kind of make these upgrades that I'm wanting to do. Um, so thank you, Jen. Thank you so much for your donations. And if anyone's listening would like to donate, you can get a hold of me at john330podcast at gmail.com you can take you can go to patreon.com and search for the john 330 podcast and there's different tiers on there um you can even donate one time if you like um in john 330 we do find that he must increase i must decrease uh we're going to end this episode the way the nunez family ends all of our um our time in mass and that is in prayer before i get to that one last thing i want to say is where this is episode number 95 we're we're really on a march to episode 100 um you may notice episodes uploaded frequently um a little bit more in in the very near future and um there's a very very specific reason for that that i will share not now but very very soon so stay tuned for that and um all will be revealed to you so um, just kind of leave that there for you to kind of ponder on. Um, okay, so here we go. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl throughout the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen.
the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Laura, once again, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. All righty. Everyone, thanks for listening. Have a good rest of your day, and God bless you all. Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by. Looking for exceptional coffee delivered fresh to your door? We have the answer. Our friends at Grim Bean Coffee produce small batch artisan coffee using top tier coffee beans. The coffee is roasted when you order, guaranteeing the freshest coffee possible. Check out Breadbox Roasts a new line of Catholic-themed coffees available at www.grimbeancoffee.com forward slash redboxmedia. Experience coffee like never before.